Good afternoon and welcome back. Podcast number five. This is All the Above. We're here with Big Roar, baby Malcolm Golden. And the man. Jonah Carrion. And uh, I had some things on my mind. We talk, uh, Malcolm was saying, talk about our weeks. And the, the, the word week in the week. Ah, That's right. I had a, um, you know, you could call it a rough week and I didn't really think about it, which is kind of part of my problem sometimes is that I don't, like, I don't realize uh, that I had rough times to look back on or, you know, I'm just like always kind of oblivious. Hey, it was great. Everything was great. How was your week? It was wonderful. That's just my answer because that's how I feel now. And I kind of forget the times that I felt bad throughout the week. And it's important to acknowledge those. <clears throat> and so what I had expected didn't happen. And then I built resentments. And I didn't know that I had expectations. And and not this isn't regarding any specific thing. It's just things that happened that I didn't expect to happen. And I didn't. I didn't know I expected them to go differently. I mean, I, I always, you know, we always want things to go our way, whatever our way may be. And then they don't, you know, they say from, from the program that I work is, uh, expectations create resentment. Um, how do I work through that resentment and, um, not allow it to turn to bitterness? Bitterness was the message preached on Sunday. And I've been mean to my family. And he's talking about dads, parents, you know, dads being mean to their family. And don't let it get to bitterness. He talks about the church family and, you know, let it get to bitterness. Um, and then I came, with, I came up with kind of that thought and the, the equation of that expectation can create bitterness. It can create a, a resentment. Don't let it go too long. It turned to bitterness. I have bitterness that I am working out and I identified Things that went wrong with work, and work is personal, which kind of sucks. And then things that went wrong at home, I made a big deal, but at the same time, it's a serious concern. Where do we find the balance? Um, but I've come to peace with those things through writing stuff down. And I don't know if I said that before. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wrote, I was writing, I was writing about it came to terms because it helped me realize that I have to stop and hold a thought long enough to write it down. It makes me think about that because I thought I had the impression I was thinking about things. I wasn't. They're just running past. If I stop and hold on to it, I can think about it, meditate on it. It's cool. So uh, the last few days in realization of those hard times, also I hit six years clean on, to, on the 26th. Congratulations. Thank you. Big deal. Yeah, six, six years. It's so not a couple Tuesdays. That's, yeah. that's multiple Tuesdays. It's a long time. Good job, man. Thank you. That's that's a big deal. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> it's uh, the five years was, and then the whole cannabis thing in the last couple of years, last year. Yeah. Um, but I'm clean to me. I've come to terms with that. I work in a still, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. in this programs, whatever. But um, <clears throat> what I realized is that six years ago, this time is the most horrible time of my life that changed me. And so I had my daughter with me this weekend. It's her birthday. So her two-year-old birthday is when I lost her. 
And so every year, every year, I don't realize, I guess it's coming up or that I just feel good. And so it's hard just, just out of nowhere, just kind of broke this morning. Like I, I mean, I had to say goodbye to her for work. She stayed over a little, a little late in the week from the weekend. But, um, that hurts every day, every day. And I tried to be like, okay, this is the year where I let that go. And I just, I'm going to be okay. And it's not going to hurt all the time, but yeah. What are you doing? All that because you're still wearing it right now you know it's some pretty heavy stuff to walk around with john at the same time i can i can i can um sympathize with it because i have children and sometimes you know i i feel the same way but because of my situation, what's going on, you know, at my home, but at the same time, like, you know, she's your daughter. She's always going to be your daughter, and you're always going to be daddy in her eyes. And what, you know, what happened has happened, and I'm speaking on this from, you know, something similar that's gone on the past year in my life. You, you're always going to be uh, her daddy, you know. It's, it's easier... For everyone to tell you to, you know, let it go. But at some time, you know, at some point, it's, some o- it's point okay. It's to okay let it to let it Not that you have to, but it's okay to let it go. It's in my face every day, you know, yeah. not being able to see her. And then she's got two, you know, step uh, stepbrother, stepsister. The oldest doesn't even talk to me anymore. She knew me when I was using. Yeah. I, talked to me for about five years and it's been about a year. So I don't know her. I get it. I feel, I feel almost. All that stuff. I feel almost the same way with, with my five-year-old. I feel like I can't help him. And I feel like that's one of the worst feelings a parent can have. And I am I feel like I'm a young parent, not going off of my age, but going off of my kid's age. You know, they're all under the age of five. But I feel like I failed my five-year-old, and I feel like I can't help him, and I can't protect him. And But, you know, my, my, my baby and my two-year-old, it, it, it's not the same. I don't have that feeling with them, but also the way I feel with my five-year-old impacts my relationship with my other kids as well because if one of my kids are hurting or if I feel I can't help one of my children, it doesn't make you know everything else okay. Like If one's hurting, then I feel like I'm going to hurt for all of them almost. So I, I, I can understand why you feel that way. Is what I'm trying to say. And it's important that you feel that way. Basically, the best way that I can put it um, that comes together best in my mind is that it's okay to have those feelings or to come to that place. Um, It's okay to feel those feelings, but there's also a time to know when to leave because then that process is no longer healing to you and it becomes destructive and it becomes a thing where it carries around as if it's a weight that something you created that you're not fixing Every day you're fixing it. Every day you're working towards that. So even in the lesson of how you feel that way, you still taught a lesson to her. Even if it hurts, you still taught a lesson. Somewhere in there's a lesson that's going to allow for that individual to grow. You know, and that's just my my look on it. You know what I mean? It, um, it's just, you know, children, from what I've experienced so far, have... They have this ability to kind of 
deal with what's li what life throws at them really well. Like, really well. They have the ability to adapt and and almost move on. Like, they don't move on from their feelings. They they kind of let it out in, in other ways. Obviously, they can't communicate depending on their age very well, but children will let you know how they feel. Like, they, they, they're not afraid to, to let you know where they stand and how they feel about anything. But when it comes to this, I feel like it's it's a it's something that has happened in both of your guys's lives or your children's lives and it's impacted both of you it can either you know be a negative or in, you know speaking for myself it's almost turned into a positive because it's made me stop and think like well i can do better and since i've addressed those like my relationship with my kids has has gotten better you know but the the feeling that Jonah has like I I can relate to that very well because I lost you know my five-year-old before when he was two years old and like I wore it I wore it every day until he was he was back it's 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 a helpless feeling not being able to take pain away or help your children when they're hurting you know what's crazy is, I, I their their mom is a really really good mom. She's so supportive of me, and my marriage, my current marriage to a different woman, and my life with, you know him. She she feels like you know, some of the kids feel excluded, and we work on things on a regular basis. And I just, as they grow up, like I'm losing my babies. Oh, it's sad. Uh, to me, it's a tragedy but it was a tragedy to lose them so if i feel like yeah. i'm losing them at all again they don't want to come over you know like sometimes they come over every other weekend and figured out a, an issue where um where you know the, the one of them felt excluded and i thought well how about you each come over separately well my biological daughter always wants to come and he doesn't but I had to tell her, you got to stay home. She's screaming and crying, please let me come with you and take him when he's like, oh, well, I got to convince, you know, as I'm trying to get closer to him and figure out why he doesn't want to come. But it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, that, that was really rough. But I figured out, you know, whatever, I need more time alone with him. I just do. But it's, it's figuring out the family dynamic. Yeah. And the the reason it's such a big deal to me is because I lost them so hard, so bad. And it's like PTSD, like reliving that pain all the time because I always have to drop them off. Like, why do I have to drop them off? And then they stay for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, it's going to be time to drop you back off to your mom. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, so interesting that you say that because I was having a conversation with, my stepmother about one of my brothers. And so one of my brothers, uh, he always, he always keeps things right. And growing up, she would always be like upset about that. Like, why are you keeping this? Why are you? It's, it's a treasure. He does. It's a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's special, right? Everything's special at a treasure. Yeah. Now, you're, now this is getting out of hand. And then she said, one day I sat down and I thought about it. And she says, when your mom died, and you guys were, were at where you were at. Your world changed, okay? And so you had to leave everything behind. You didn't get to keep anything. And so 
now growing up, I'm able to see that that's the reason why he wants to keep everything because he don't want to lose something again. So just like how you're saying about the losing, you know, losing your daughter and then getting her back, it's, it's such a thing that you relive that and you and you don't want to. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's absolutely terrifying and heart wrenching. You know, it's the pain that got me clean. It had to happen. If I would have kept her, that's the woman. That's like <laughs> that's the only woman that ever broke up with me. There was never a girl that ever tried to, I always ran. And I, and I felt like with my ego, ah, that's how it is. You know, never a girl ever broke up with me. Well, the truth is that I just ran away before they could because they would (laughs) have, they would have, you know, I, I wish I, you know, and I'm just joking when I say, you know, like, it's time to drop you off to moms. You know, I always feel like that about kids, but I, if I could be with her, she would be with me every minute of every day next to me just in my lap holding me just to be with dad because i'm so soft and loving and she's mine biologically and the last one who has seen the best of me which is really sad because i treat her different like she's pretty different to me i i don't know how i i don't mean to treat her different she is a baby she's the baby so she's always been we always had to hold her yeah she's the baby and she is mind biologically um i try to blame people where are these kids dads <laughs> where are these kids dads at my current my current marriage is 13 year olds you know his, his biological dad is around but has a very very low level of intelligence and just i mean people be like no that's not low that's just a stupid dude he could work and stuff but he's very very simple-minded and I've invited him over for dinner and try to get him to know his dad and his son, but he just, he's, he's acting like a loser. I don't want to yeah. call him a loser because I've done the same thing. Yeah. Lower intelligence. But anyway, um, I've done that. And then the other kids, dads, you know, I'm not trying to get him to like be, you know, I just wanted to know their dads because I didn't know my dad. And I, it was bad for me too. I don't know. I don't know what story was written. I don't know what happened because I wasn't there. Whatever I heard about my dad, I don't know how much was real or how much wasn't. I met him. But I don't know why he's telling the truth either. He's, I met him first time in prison. Uh, I wasn't in prison. I was visiting my brother who was an inmate, and my dad was an inmate. Met him there. So uh, we'll return to that when we get back from the break. And we're back from the break. Um, I was getting into deep subject about how personally I met my my biological dad for the first time visiting my brother who was in prison. I had heard about my dad and uh, growing up, listen, hearing all about all that stuff. Um, I think we were we were kind of talking about <laughs> resentments and you know I've I lost my my kids and. Just right now talking about this, I just come up, I love talking about stuff because you come to a, a realization. I, I think my resentment is against myself that I'm not letting go when you said you're wearing it. So there's nobody, that, I mean, what's it going to take? I've done so much to change my life, but obviously an ongoing process of change inside. Most of the time I, I was going to say most of the time I'm happy, but that's what we talked about in the beginning. So oh, I'm happy. 
Happy, optimistic. That's my that's my uh, default uh, setting. I think it's perfectly perfectly uh, logical to be happy but still struggling with stuff. I think that people get a misconception of thinking that when you say you're happy or I'm doing I'm doing okay, like you got to be, uh, you know, like everything is going great because there's plenty of times where I have to have a positive outlook, but it doesn't mean that I'm the most happiest individual if what's going on like. I think that, that people get the misconception of thinking that that's you have to be just you're smiling all the way around and you're just happy and like that's not how it works. I don't think so. Not for me anyway. It doesn't. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, no, it don't work for me that way either. I, but I have a real hard time, like something like this. I have a real hard time talking about it. I just I hold I hold it all in until I just forget about it either just forget about it or you know it, it's no longer bothering me and i i feel like i'm really good at making it look like i got everything you know together but really like i'm stressing about everything you think that comes from the drug background as far as like making everything try to look i don't what do you think i don't think so it just comes from naturally just trying you know to yeah I think it comes naturally, but like the thought process after that, like after it comes, I feel like that could be due to, you know, the the drug use because like Jonah, like my last time getting high scared the living shit out of me, you know, and that's why I haven't went back. Like it, it was the worst experience ever. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, it wasn't everything, you know, that you do that for i guess i don't i don't know but it was bad so that's what scared me if you could say something to your old self right now knowing what you know um what would you what would what would that be what would that look like it would be my kids you know because i got out when i got out this last time is when i had my 5 year old so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. so that, that right there, like it automatically flipped something in my mind and like I was more responsible. I was, it, it turned me into a man is basically what I'm trying to say. And with that situation and that story, you, you know, you would think, well, how, but I don't know how it just did, you know? And so I feel like my kids have played a huge factor in me being clean as long as I have. So I would tell my old self, go have some kids. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, something along those lines, like yeah. you're going to have, you know, children soon. I or, would tell my old self. I don't know. Like if you, when you, if you have kids, uh, that is forever. Yeah. You think you're going to go on yeah. cruises when you're old and stuff, it, yeah. not if you have kids. Yeah, I wouldn't tell myself. I guess I wouldn't tell myself, go have kids, but well, yeah, something yeah, along but the lines of... I would remind myself. Of reminding hey, myself. Yeah. Because like, I, I think now, like, oh, I did not realize. I really didn't. It's and a like, forever choice. Yes, have yeah. kids. What I did, yes, have yeah. kids. Maybe even earlier. No, and, and you go on cruises. You know, real, but, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's funny you bring but that up. I would have, would have, have sat myself. I would just, would have, hey, this is forever. Her, yeah. her college, 
or like she's going to go date. She's going to yeah. be dating like that. It's past the b- bottles and diapers you can handle. Yeah. Clothes, school. Et- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm going to build a college fund and this sucks. Yeah. And I hope it's for college, but it's also for rehab if shit goes that way too. Sorry to swear. Ah, having kids for sure. I know, yeah. right? I don't know. That, that, that like, nothing has made me grow up like that. Yeah. And I don't know. That, like, they they are my life. Like, they're, they're my reason for everything. So, you know, I, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have them, honestly. But I... I think I think that it takes certain types of individuals like your you guys yourselves because I, I don't think that everyone should have kids. And no, I don't, e- I don't either. No, I don't either. Like because there's no there's that's just what helps. Like you know, for I was me, just like in regards to yeah. having kids yeah. and being able to tell my former self something, I would never change it. I wouldn't change it. I, I don't I, know. if I could change it, I probably would. But really? <laughs> yeah, really. I, I I didn't like it, bro. I don't. Did you hate it? I did because oh, okay. every time I went out, like growing up, bro, I'm sure every kid heard this, but I was, was told cause I was, I feel like I was an underachiever. Like I always wanted to joke off in school, slough school, make everybody laugh. Like I went there for social hour. I didn't, yeah. I didn't go there for recess and lunch and classes, but I, I feel like if I would have applied myself and didn't want to be the cool guy and didn't want, you know, everything that is high school, like if I wasn't that way, I feel like, and I applied myself, I would have turned out different. I, I believe that. But I, I feel like in regards to my addiction, I can look back on the choices I made and understand why I ended up the way I ended up. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, it, too, it, I like, could be, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but, I don't know. So never know. So in in that, so kids kids are extremely important. They're extremely huge changing factor to your life. Okay. So moving from that from kids over to something that I find that is important to have that we I feel like I struggle with a lot, and that's communication, right? So communication and how you communicate, because it was brought to my attention that you can talk to someone. I can talk to Jonah. Um, I believe that uh, you are having a difficult day today, and but I need to talk to you about it, and I can talk to you like that. But because I have an arsenal of words, I can still make you feel like you got beat down if, if I was cussing at you or if I was raising my voice. And I didn't understand that that was a thing. You know, I, I didn't understand to approach a conversation at knowing that the other person, because maybe this is the only way that anyone's ever talked to them, is with words. So that's how they feel they get beat up. And and coming to a common ground to go, maybe I just need to shut up and not say anything. Maybe maybe what I have to say, um, this person doesn't need to hear, hear as far as brutally. So I, I've been told that I tell the truth brutally, right? And and not just tell the truth, but I also Tact. feel... Yeah, yeah, be tactful in that. You know, and I, I sometimes feel like that. Well, that's how I want to be talked to. But not everyone wants to be talked to like me. But I feel like this is, whoa. At the end of the day, if you have, if I have a problem with Daniel, okay, it's okay to every now and then go talk to Jonah about it or go talk to John about it. But if I have an issue with Daniel, I should be able to come to Jan, Daniel and say, look, this is what's whoop whoop and we should be able to work through that. But when I go to Dick, Mary, Susie, Paul, and the dog and talk to him, 
it usually pisses you off and makes and compiles the problem ten times worse instead of talking to the actual individual that you have the actual problem with. And I feel like that's a big lesson to to hear to be heard. I think there yeah. can be a process to that that I think I've been able in communication. So I had people that have worked on it, and I I believe I've seen them have successful communications in these you know confrontation or whatever. If there's an issue, I would go consult with somebody. First, I would vent and I would tell somebody or the same person, maybe somebody that I know is a good listener and won't try to have a solution for me because that's not what I want to hear right now. And that won't make it worse if you leave it there. It will make it for me. Then I go to the person where I am, okay, I'm calmed down and I'm ready to hear my responsibility and my part in this and any constructive criticism that I may need to hear from an outside in point of view. I go in with that conversation with an open mind, open ears, and I tell them the best of my ability, a non-biased point of view. Sometimes simply working on that type of a conversation before I go talk to that person, I broke down. I go to this person and say, hey, I just, at that point, I'm just so broad. I guess this, this is the problem with you. Not, not like, and I don't have to say it that way. Like I have an issue and I care about you. So, and that's why I'm coming to you, not ignoring you, but I would prep it event. And then I'll ask for a solution with an open mind. What would you do? What do you think an outside in point of view, best way for me to approach this? And they might have a suggestion. They have no idea who that person is. It's like telling you your favorite food without knowing, you know, telling you where to eat without knowing what you like to eat. But I could take take the meat, spit out the bone, and then go, I'm going to do, do the best I can with what I have, usually to approach that. I, I like being able to communicate, and it does make it worse if I rally the troops and I go talk crap, and I just, I'm, but I'm not meaning to do well, sometimes that. Sometimes, you're not even trying to talk crap. I was going to say, I'm not meaning you know to I mean? do that. Yeah, you're not meaning you're to like, do that. You're like, damn it, I'm... <laughs> and then people are like, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then your conversation turns as a directed, yeah. like a direct missile attack instead of just dude. like, yeah. We hate that dude. Who yeah. else hates that dude? Yeah, do you hate Darren? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Darren's just like, just yeah. wanting to be talked to. He has no idea. He's like, man, if I would have known the issue... Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. those people are hard to approach where you know it's going to be a difficult conversation. Yeah. Someone you can't, I'm not look. I'm just looking at you as, as no, if I know. you are a yeah. third party. I'm looking <laughs> over here at Dan like this guy. <laughs> you no know, way to turn these mics up. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's someone who's just hard to approach. Because everything is, they're all just mad or pissed off at you no matter yeah. what you say to them. I had to get up some courage and tell somebody, hey, dude, uh, I'm going to say this because I love you. I would say nothing if I didn't. But I think you need to get up some courage and go to this person that hates complaining about somebody to me that I have plenty of complaints about. <laughs> so, uh, This guy is complaining to me, and instead of saying, yeah, I hate that about him, too, I'm like, I think it's important that if, but he, I, I said, are you look? you know, do you not want to hear a solution? You just want me to hear, he's, he's funny because he's not sentimental, but he's not about emotions or words like that. He's like, yeah, so I'm going to go buy this truck completely <laughs> way off, and I'm like, 
okay, obviously he doesn't want a solution because <laughs> he just brought it to me so many times. And I'm like, dude, you need, you need it. So well, is that how you approach that? Okay. So, so, so like, okay. In a conversation where you don't want to talk bad about another person, you want to downplay another person. You're not on anyone's side, but how hard is it to listen to a conversation and someone looking dead at you waiting for a response? And what do you do? What do you do? Uh, bring up something positive about that person or just say, I don't want to hear it because now piss that person off. Right. How do you, how do you do that? What do you do? I like, I use it like sales. <laughs> I ask, a, I ask a question. So, um, what if there's a problem? I'd be like, what, you know, I feel like there's an issue. This is uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, I say it with calm as I can. This is uncomfortable. And everybody's like, yep. And you just made it more. I'm like, yep. Got to get worse to get better. Okay. <laughs> so everybody's aware and we're all uncomfortable. And nobody's yelling, no contention yet. Like this is uncomfortable. I'd like to find a solution. What do you propose? Whoever's looking at you for an answer instead of like, what do you want from me? You know, it's confrontational. Well, I expect you to, well, you had an expectation and now you have a resentment. If we don't resolve it, it'll go to bitterness. So right here, right now, I am, it's really hard for me not to just talk about the things people don't want. And so I go to the person with the issue that's hard to go to, or if the person's coming to bring it to me all the time, or yeah, they look at you. Yeah, right. And they're looking for confirmation and you, you I'm not going to co-sign your bullshit. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to do my it. job over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telling somebody about themselves in such a calm manner, but you know, it's, want to hear it and i get it you know it's hard to hear some stuff that's real and that's on both sides even even if even if you might think there's a slight chance that it's not something that is true there's that piece of you that goes maybe i am this whatever you know it's hard it's it's just like okay everyone's complaining about philip and every person that comes around you talks about philip all day long i don't want to hear about philip no more if you guys are not going to fire Philip, don't talk about Philip to me. <laughs> get, Phil out, yeah. get Phil out of here. Yeah. When I'm about sick of hearing this dude. Yeah, Philip makes me want to go fill him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full of punches just, or love uh, or something. <laughs> that sounded really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know, you sound like, ah. Not like that, but. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we need to get rid of this dude. Everyone's <laughs> complaining about him. So whenever someone's come to me, I'm like, I'm going to have the love of Christ and listen as long as I can. And then when I'm done listening, I'm like, hey, I'm only a man. <laughs> so I tried the, the Christian thing, and I am Christian, but I am human. Let me tell you, I love you dearly. Thank you for letting me know these issues. Please don't ask me to resolve them with him. I'll deal with him on my personal basis. And personal friends, I'm like, I love you, but I don't want to hear about this I like anymore. that. So my challenge to them. you this week, Jonah, I'm going to need one from you. And I'm going to need one from you too. That's right. I was going to say, it. write something down. I was, I was going to write something down and say, the listeners post something. Yeah. Go ahead. Give us a comment. Uh, I yeah. would like for my challenge to be is to remain silent. <laughs> it's just to remain silent um, when when that stuff comes up because I was really good at it when I first started. Yeah. Um, you know, when you build good relationships with a lot of people, and it's hard to just let someone vent. So my challenge for myself, I will say, let's all give ourselves a challenge this week. Uh, is going to be when those type of situations arise where they show their face, 
is too it's really hard for me to stay silent. Oh yeah, you don't like have to. Yeah, that, me that's too. my that's my So I'm gonna try that this week. All for the rest of the week till next Tuesday, when people start negatively talking about somebody, I am just going to not say nothing or try to direct that towards a positive point. That's what I'm gonna try. Because I think that's really gonna gonna be super say, hard for me to say, do. In what demeanor will you be silent? <laughs> so I'm just like, or like, yeah, yeah you know, that peaceful, right there. soft, yeah. like, yeah, soft okay. cotton nail. You yeah, know, it's have a nice day. This that's, response right here. <laughs> thank you. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I like okay, that. To anything, if you're like, okay, yeah, that could be like anything. So, Punch me in my mouth. I'm gonna say, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank I you. really am going to try that this week. Yeah, that's mine. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to be silent. If, I, if somebody is mean to me and they're being rude and I want to hit them, I'm like, hey, look, look, look. I like you, and I wish we didn't have to communicate in a manner that's negative. Can we? Can we find a way to like each other? Or do you just simply dislike me as a person? And I'm not saying this facetious. And we can just, you know, avoid each other peacefully. I've done that before. More people than not have been like, you know what? There's something that bothers me about you. And you're like, oh, you break through the ice. You may not want to hear it. But if you are approached, in, uh, I always do hashtag love, love conquers all. So that's what you said silent. I'm like, what, uh, what, in what, in what, in what, in what demeanor will, will you be silent? <laughs> and then you said direct and positive. I'm like, hey, all right. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Yep. Hep. Damn. Commitment. What is your what is your response? What are you gonna do? I check in next week. I am going to when a certain relationship in my life brings me their feelings on how they are feeling, I am going to listen to those feelings and not and not I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna listen and take them in and Assess myself to see. I wouldn't say validate because that's not the right word at all, but see if it is something within myself that I need to change. Can I put down, listen to others, no preconception or expectation? I was going to speak on that when, when you brought up expectation. And uh, John, will you work on change? Do talking more? Perfect. Uh, talking. <laughs> That's definitely my biggest thing is talking. Yep. <laughs> John's going to talk more this week. And I am. Uh, I just don't have anything to talk about. I'm not an interesting person. That says you're very interesting. <laughs> so we got to end this episode. And talk more is John's thing. You have to talk more. And, what about uh, yourself? I was gonna skip myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I don't know. We have enough time. To, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check my emotions on my kids and work on accepting, finding that out. Um, self love, self resentment. Don't be so hard on yourself. Self love, self resentment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Realization.
awareness. Hey, a uh, question that, that, that I want to ask the listeners, if we could throw this into the end, if what would you tell your former self? We talked about that. What would you tell your former self? Leave a comment and let's talk about it. That'd be great. And we could get some interaction. Um, Jonah, Carrie and Dan, Quinones. 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 Yes. John Hubbard and Malcolm Golding. He's out right now. And real quick on that, you can get onto the uh, the podcast website, anchor.fm, where the podcast is. And you can actually leave us a, uh, a voice recording of your oh, comments. Awesome. So we can, we can awesome. put that in the podcast. So. That'd yeah. be cool. Let's hear from you. All right. Love you guys. Bye.